I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Make some noise, Orange fans! It's time for the Juice Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Q's Nation Podcast. All right, what is up, Q's Nation? Welcome to the Q's Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. We are here to go over with you the 193 victory over NC State. Syracuse clinching the win in overtime, outscoring NC State 13 to 6. Uh, advancing us to 14 and 9 overall and 6 and 4 in the ACC, dropping NC State to 14 and 9 and dropping them to uh, 3 and 7 in the ACC. A much needed away win for the Orange and PNC Arena with uh, an attendance of 16,346. Uh, Joe was there. Um, yes, sir. Uh, it was real tight in the first half. Second half, uh, NC State came out on fire and uh, dropped us to, a, like, I think they got up by 16 at one point. Yes, I think it was 16. 16 yeah. or 17 was the most, but, yep. So It was scary. It was scary. It was <laughs> scary. And um, I do, I, I do um, we, will get in, we will get into Gillen. In all his glory last night, which he deserves. But first, let's take a look at highlights. Gillen, of course, one of those guys. He plays point guard, punches a three, and he steps back and watches it fall through. He's got six. We're tied at 15. That's Frank Howard, Howard Johnson. Indeed. <laughs> That's exactly right. And had to make a decision on which one to go with. And uh, wow, another three. huge three by Andrew White. 50%. Good start shooting tonight. And not a lot of fouls called yet. Wide open three in the corner. He's buried him. He's been a difference maker so far tonight. That's John Gillen. He's got nine. Yeah. Every Leiden and Ant Leiden's been quiet the whole first half. Until then. Until then. <laughs> Gillen thought about it, waited, knocked down a three. Back-to-back -back threes. Seven-point cushion. Smith Jr. now facing some pressure in the backcourt. Finds yeah, Rowan. They got a chance for an alley-oop. Oh, good defensive play. Senses Syracuse is starting to move. The lead was 14. After that, three drops. It's down to four. Maverick Rowan, tough three. Got it! Maverick Rowan, big three with 10 to go. Gillen looking for a pick. He's not getting one. Tough shot. Oh! 
to the basketball has been really good. Right, long three, got it. Whoa, what a start to the second. And the overtime for Andrew White. And they will dribble it out. And John Gillen's 42-point effort tonight will give Syracuse a much-needed ACC road win over NC State, who falls to 3-7 and seven in conference. Well, the Boo Birds came out, and um, I, I loved every second of that. Now, he, Gillen had, had 43 points, by the way, not, not 42. But um, he also he scored 43 points, the most, the most for a Syracuse player since McNamara scored 43. Matching McNamara against BYU in 04 in the NCAA tournament in 04. Um, so just a, a little bit there for you, which... I mean, hey, Joe, Joe was there. Joe, yes, that sir. had to have been, that had to, you had to, the 999th win for Jim Behan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how much, how many people um, that arena holds, but I mean, it, it was really empty. I'll yeah, tell you that. It 16. Empty. It, it, it look looked like empty. Yeah. There was a lot of, a uh, lot of orange fans uh, sprinkled around the whole arena. And, um, I mean, yeah, it was a game of ebbs and flows, man. Game of ebbs and flows. In the beginning, it looked good. And then I uh, got a little nervous. Second half kind of started up. And then we went on that run. And I was, I don't know, it was one of those things during that under eight-minute timeout. I was actually starting to come to grips that. Uh, hey, you, you were going to have to make, have to make a, maybe an early exit? <laughs> uh, not, an, not an early exit. Just more or less to, to come to grips that, like, it just looked like our team was starting to maybe, you know, turn a corner a little bit with the last couple wins, and we needed a road win badly. And it was, you know, and being there, obviously, you want them to win. So yeah, like, exactly. Uh, There's nothing like being at a game and and having them lose. Uh, Forty three points, nine assists, ten for th- ten for thirteen, nine for for ten in th- from three point range in a perfect. 14 for 14 from the free throw line. Just an amazing yeah. performance by Jonathan Gillen, John, John, Johnny, whatever. Whatever you want to call him. Whatever. It, it, seemed, it seemed like he wasn't missing. When he was taking a jump shot, it seemed like he just didn't miss. I, the, I feel like his, he missed the one three, and then the other two were, were those wild little crazy shots when the time was expiring, when he was like driving to the lane like at the end of the game. He scored 20 points in the last, I think, six and a half minutes of regulation. And altogether, I mean, with our scoring between him, White, and Leiden. Oh, yes. They, uh, they scored 86 of the 100 points. And yeah. we only had two other people score. I, I mean, I knew NC State's defense was pretty bad. But they also had an offense that usually can score points against us, which is pretty pretty visible. So Right. Well, yeah. um, you know, unfortunately – Gillen's performance is just overshadowed a, a very good um, offensive performance by Andrew White. Um, and he did, he did pull us through overtime. White did. He, I think he scored nine points in overtime. So yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think it helped because when I talk about their lineup, they had um, Abu and Yurtsevin, the two big guys that were scoring early and they proved that they could pass the ball around and score and, I think they had 14 offensive rebounds altogether as a team. So between them and then Terry Henderson, uh, number three, and Dennis Smith, number four, who had a, a triple-double, and Maverick Rowan, who, know, who just, just went off. He was going I mean, off, and, and I had no idea because um, every time 
every time uh, I felt like he was shooting the ball, he was making it, but he did miss 10 threes. Well, he, we gave him that's, that's the, the, the positives and negatives to play in the zone. I mean, Godfried, like I said, I live in Raleigh, so I listen to sports talk radio and they had an interview before the game about Godfried. And he even talked about the zone and how it can kind of lull you into shooting a lot of threes. And granted, especially if you start making, you make a couple early and then that that's where it really is. So I even honestly in the crowd, I heard people like the NC state fans were reacting like, who is this guy? Like something that they've never seen before from that player. So yeah, it wasn't yeah. what he did was probably because of the two, three zone. He got a lot of open looks and, and, and Jimmy B even said that he had a lot of open looks. He, he didn't, did. he felt like he didn't even have to force one the whole game. So yeah. And yeah. he just, he, he, he missed him when we needed him to miss him. Um, Rowan, I, I love I love the name Maverick too. I mean, how awesome is that? Yeah, well, it was funny too. <laughs> you say that. Um, well, he hit a three at one point in the second half, and then uh, Jimmy B called a timeout. And on on the the board, they actually played a little clip of uh, Top Gun. Tom 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 Cruise from Top Gun. Yeah, it was uh, it's pretty funny. I'm uh, like, really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, um, I wish I would have thought it, of that hey, from one of my kids. Terry Hend- it helped that Terry Henderson followed out. With a lot of time left in the yes, that took um, that took away a three point shooter. Yeah, he and it followed took away out the options with three twenty five left in the second. Right, and you could see with Torian Thompson playing in foul trouble, it's one of those things give and take with Beheim. Like if like he wants Torian in there because he can score, but at the same time defense isn't the same. And you put Roberson in if he plays with that kind of enthusiasm, then his defensive ap- effort kind of makes up for for Torian's offense. And, but he and, he didn't have that, and unfortunately, Torian had foul trouble, and Roberson really didn't come to place. So, I mean, you could see it, Sean. They um, they had three three point shooters out there with two big men that could score, and they actually played a they, they handled the zone a lot better than I thought a young a younger NC State team would. Uh, because um, the zone isn't that great, though. Too, I mean. <laughs> well, yes, that's true, but but I, I foresaw a lot more um, turnovers, especially. I mean, a lot of their turnovers, I think they had 14, we had 11 or 12, but um, a lot of their turnovers came when we started pressing near the end, under the game, tur- um, overtime. And once, uh, I mean, Tyler Roberson, so many times he caught the ball and he was just like they were daring him to shoot. Like Tyler I, he, Roberson in there on offense, they were double teaming. There was a couple times. He almost they, refused uh, to shoot. Oh, well, I mean, maybe he's afraid he's going to get pulled out. Maybe he doesn't have the confidence. But I know there was a couple times where they had some, you know, they do the pick and roll to try to to try to create mismatches. And there's a couple times where Leiden had that uh, Maverick Rowan uh, down just one on one down on the block. And they were allowed to have double team. um, They had help on the backside because no one is afraid of Roberson shooting. So that kind of hurt us as far as offense went especially in the you know when Torian came out with foul trouble so you know why he didn't score any points who is that I'm talking about Roberson with his 22 minutes scored zero points you know why probably because he didn't shoot a shot that would be my (laughs) only didn't shoot the ball (laughs) he didn't shoot the ball I mean what are you doing and you had two turnovers you know he's not even looking at three rebounds three rebounds and two turnovers and I mean the rebounds, and, offensive rebounds for Syracuse. We had six offensive rebounds. I well, mean, to, NC State does have some big guys. So I mean, but 
Yeah, with their Roberson, with their... Roberson didn't even play defense, and that was the problem. I mean, I saw it a couple times as far as reaction goes. He couldn't even find the yeah. shooters. They were they were purposely running Rowan in the baseline because they knew the baseline couldn't find him, especially when Leiden was in the middle at center. Right. So, thirty points tough. in the paint for them too. So they, I mean, they were up. You know, they besides well, they scored early underneath. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I got a little audio here from Gillen. Is um, he, he's very. Um, He's very um, melancholy on his on his just like very monotone on his on his interviews. So I just pulled the best part. Um, just gives gives me confidence. Um, gives our team confidence. But I just still every game try to stay on an even kill. Uh, you don't hit shots like that every night. But you just can con- control what you can control. And hitting shots is a bonus. You told the crowd to be quiet once, and then another time you hit a three, and you were shaking your head no, like. But that point, yeah, they thought it was they thought it was over. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, we're not losing this one, so we're gonna you know keep pushing. Where do you get that swagger from? Um, I mean, I it was, I guess it's just natural. But uh, after you hit a shot, I try not to celebrate too much. But still, a little bit comes out after a while. But you gotta act like you've been there before. Did you let the last shot go? Did you think it was gonna go in? Yeah, um, I didn't. I, once I raised up, I was like, oh man. And it's probably going in. Like I felt, it felt good. I hit a whole bunch of shots before that, so why not hit this one too? What was the atmosphere like when y'all got immediately got back to the pockets? Everybody uh, jumped me and then took my socks and shoes off. So it was really fun. They're funny and um, love playing with these dudes, man. Love them like brothers, and we want to keep pushing, keep fighting. We have a big goals ahead of us, and we're not there yet, but we're, we're fighting. Yeah, we're not there yet, and you know, uh, I think Coach was saying in his press conference that um, not only are we not there yet, but it's getting a little late. He doesn't see the defense changing course anytime soon, and our offense, fortunately, um, during this game, uh, we had um, you know Gillen step up big time. Uh, otherwise, we're not we're not winning that game. In fact, uh, we're probably getting stomped pretty good, and it's not going in overtime. I can tell you that much. But I will say this though: um, we have um, three, three out of the four top free throw shooters in the ACC right now. Last night we shot ninety-one point three percent, twenty-one for twenty-three. So, and that was a problem earlier in the uh, season. Man, they were just bricking free throws. So that was actually something they kind of they they fixed. Um, but, you know, we still got problems with the defense, obviously. Well, one thing that I think uh, fixed the free throw, Sean, was um, just in non-conference play, we had more people playing. You know, Frank Howard put in a lot of minutes. Chukwu played a lot. Uh, Dewan Coleman played a lot more. And those are some of our worst free throw shooters. So now that we're playing a little bit less and you have people like Roberson who aren't even taking shots, I think, um, I mean, our best our best players and our best free throw shooters are the ones taking the shots. So I think that has a lot to do with our free throw percentage right now. So that's true too. Yeah. Our defense still sucks. Getting the, getting (laughs) the balls, getting the balls in the hand of Tyler Lydon and um, John Gillum, Gillen in the, in the, um, you know, in the closing minutes of these last three wins um, definitely helped it out, but it's really good nonetheless. I don't know what it is overall right now. I guess I should have had that, but ninety one point three for for uh, the NC State game is great. So yeah, well, I mean, it kind of sometimes it plays in our hands too because we have a lot of you know a lot of teams look at us like okay, they only play seven, 
So a lot of teams are like, well, we're going to go deep. We're going to play pressure defense. We're going to try to get them to hurry up and, and try to tire them out. And that can kind of be counterproductive if we have the ball. They're playing tough D. They're going to get fouls called on them. And if we have, if we can take care of the ball, we have free throw shooters and, you know, we can get people in foul trouble. And nothing. we go to the free throw line, clock stops. We're getting three points when the clock is not running. And it gives our guys a little bit more time to rest. So that's a little – if we can – you know, conscientiously do that, then I think that can take away some of these other teams' um, game plans as far as trying to, you know, just run deep and, and hurry us into, you know, playing fast and, and, and tiring us out. So if we can keep that up, then that's kind of a pro for us. Yeah, without a doubt, especially now it seems like um, even Coach mentioned it with, with – he didn't mention any names, but we all know – Roberson, 22 minutes and doing nothing. Uh, we're basically down to four guys. <laughs> yeah, he's, he didn't have to say any names for that one. No, it, it, last why, night, Roberson caught the ball. He didn't even turn to look at the basket. No, so. and he did not. So uh, we are, uh, we'll, we'll put uh, NC State behind us, 999th win this Saturday in the Dome. At home, Bayheim has a golden opportunity to lay down the 1,000th win in front of a, a probably packed arena for a great, great game against UVA. Well, I mean, we all know what happened the last time we played, right? Yes, so. we do. We made it to the Final Four, right? Oh, yeah. So Not to say that, I, I mean, I listened to down here, they had a sports, they were talking sports talk uh, for ACC. That's like all they talk about. And they were talking about that game today talking about, you know, the coach is going to want to come back and they're going to want to go in and whoop them. But really, if you look at the rosters, I mean, there's so much turnover with those teams. There's not too many main players on these teams that really was a big part of that game to begin with. So I don't really know what the motivation is going to be. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, well, um, you know, it being part of part – of, you know, we're on the the three game streak. We're looking ahead at a four game streak. We're undefeated at home, and um, it's just got it's got win written all over it. But Joe, we all know <laughs> UVA, UVA is is a tough team. So what are we going to need to do? Who do we need to stop? Let me let's put well, it that way because we got to step up on defense. The defense uh, we have made some major issues with the two three zone right now, and. So who do we need to stop? Who do we need to pay attention to? Well, their their best player at this point is their their point guard who runs stuff, and he was the same guy last year. London's, London Perantis, uh averages 12 points. I mean, really, when you look at their roster and the way that it's it's made up, I mean, they just beat Virginia Tech, I think, by 23 yesterday. And um, it was at home. But they had eight players play over 10 minutes. They have eight players that average over five points a game, but nobody over 12. So I know Parentes, he can shoot the three. And they got a couple guys, Nichols, Shayok. I mean, mean, names that we probably don't remember because they lost, you know, the Brogdons and the Gills and the Tobies from last year. But, I mean, they win with defense, and uh, they don't make mistakes on offense. So Ken, Ken Palm's got them at number two overall and they have he moved us up to 51 after this last win um but they I mean their only losses i think at pittsburgh at villanova 
Um, they lost to Florida State. <clears throat> so, I mean, they have – there's another loss in there too, but they only have four losses, and they're all pretty good games, and there's one-point game with Villanova. Uh, they got a freshman uh, guard um, that's pretty good there, uh, Jerome. So, I mean, they're going to – it's the same, same Virginia team, just different names, and um, it's going to be tough to score, and we just got to hope that – with our fans being at home and, you know, how the home games have gone in ACC play this year. So we just got to hope that we can step up to the plate and, and deliver, really. I mean, we're undefeated at home, like you said. And I don't really know off the top of my head what the opening uh, point spread is, but that's, like you said, a huge win. And last year, like I, I mentioned last podcast, we at one point were 13-8, and eight, and then we rattled off four or five straight to kind of, you know, paved the way towards uh making an ncaa resume and hopefully this might be another one yeah well uh virginia sits in second in acc uh conference play uh with a seven and two record um so right behind north carolina they're they're ranked ninth in the country right now uh so i think i think that if 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 we can if we can get the crowd going, and if we can have Gillen rattle off some big some big threes, and he stays out of the lane, uh, <laughs> you know, and we can limit turnovers and capitalize on anything we can scrape up, then I mean we got a shot. The pro- the, the the thing with me is in a game like this is if we're not getting blown out by halftime, I feel like at least it used to be we had a shot, you know. So, oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Uh, with you know the the top five in the in the ACC, number twelve Carolina, number nine Virginia, number fifteen Florida State. Uh, Florida State after those two losses, they went from sixth to fifteenth. Uh, number six Louisville and number twenty Notre Dame, and then it's Syracuse in sixth place no. in ACC play, and we're ahead of number twenty one Duke. And Duke just rattled off a couple wins, so one against Notre Dame. In fact, so um, yeah, it, it's it, tight. ACC is crazy, Man, like we talked about, tight. Sean. It I mean, is tight. Oh yeah, I mean, for example, just to kind of put it in perspective, I was I was thinking about this actually the other day. Um, last week, you know, we won a game against Flor- uh, Wake Forest. Yeah, yeah. Came home, came home on Friday or Saturday, I should say, and played a number six Florida State. Now that game opened with Florida State as a two point favorite, and they were number six. But because we were home, two-point favorite. Now, to counter that, last night we were playing NC State, which really isn't a comparable team at all to Florida State. But no. we, were at, we were at NC State, and that game opened with NC State as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. So when you look at it, it's, it's so crazy how I, I would love to see at the end of the year the home record versus the uh, away record in the ACC because – it has just been proven, no matter who you play, that it's just ridiculous to get a win. I mean, you saw it last night. You saw the, the shot that Gillen had to make. You saw oh, the that, free throws that, that we had. I mean, that last 13 seconds of oh. that game last night. I mean, you were there, dude. And yeah. you, the, the crowd burst was just as loud for each three, I must say. But did it seem that way? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, I, I mean, it's tough sometimes as a Syracuse fan outside of because you're scattered all over the place. There's empty seats. There's NC State yeah, fans, yeah. and you go down 16. At one point, I was actually kind of sitting there, kind of coming to grips with the fact that we might be uh, 13 and 10 and not looking too good. 
but like it's with college basketball, you always hit that. It was I think it was six fifty two left. You were down like thirteen or fourteen. You know, and then you get to that point where oh, this is the last this is the last burst. Yeah, we were, worried about basketball. We were down thirteen. We were down thirteen with six minutes left. Right, and that's yeah. the greatest thing about college basketball is you, there's just so much time free flowing, and then all of a sudden it gets to the end of the game, you're winning, and it's hey, don't take any bad shots, don't lose the ball, the, don't the just turnovers. And I mean, we had we had Gillen with a bad foul on a three pointer, and we had Gillen with a bad turnover. The dude scored forty three points. He pulled us through that, no doubt about it. But those are the things you need to avoid: fouling on a three pointer at the end of a game like that. <laughs> Is, uh, oh yeah, even in overtime, the overtime. I, I there was literally when we were up, and then that uh, Maverick Rowan hit a three and got fouled after an offensive rebound and brought the game within I think three points. And literally before that, there was NC State fans getting up and walking out, and all of a oh, sudden, really? they came back and started walking back to their seats because they went from a seven-point game to a three-point game in one one play. Right, right. And like like I said, I mean that's the best thing about college basketball. It doesn't matter how much you're up. At the end of the game, the team that's usually winning, they got a lot of pressure, and the other team is playing with nothing to lose. So it's one of those things where you're either going to make some plays and get it close, or you know, you're going to get blown out. And yeah, and you got to hope for some bad luck too. Well, yeah, and we made the plays, and, and like you said, we had a little bit of luck with some things. And right, bad luck for them, exactly. Luck for us, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, all right, well, so uh, that game is at what? That game's at noon, right? It's noon on ESPN2 on Saturday. Okay, so. cool. So I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what to everybody listening. If, if, if Syracuse wins that game, we might be back Saturday night. I'll, it, that, that, I'll leave that up to Joe because I could do it. Um, oh, yeah, I can absolutely do it, it too. If, I mean, uh, if, we, if, if, we, if we're dealing with a loss, uh, we'll be back with, with another episode after Wednesday's game against Clemson. So, um, Oh, yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Joe, you got anything else? Not really, no. I was, uh, I was, I was kind of happy and impressed last night with the uh, turnout and the way, like, like you said. I mean, you could hear it. On the, I, don't, I didn't watch it on the TV, and that's one of the things I hate when I go to a game. I love going to games, but at the same time, you can't see replays. You can't see certain things, so it was kind of a, it's kind of a love-hate relationship. But yeah, no, I, I um, when we started coming back, you definitely heard the crowd. And that wasn't NC State booing. That was Orange fans yeah, I know. going, I could hear going crazy. No, you so, could tell. You could tell. And yeah, I was looking and, and, around, and I didn't see that many, but I could hear them. So yeah, well, there wasn't too many uh, low in the low seats because oh, have, I got you. Know, like, okay, right. Like that normal makes other college teams, they have their um, their students surrounding the court. Right. <laughs> so majority of them were up in the three hundreds, but uh, but there was a lot of them, especially compared to how many actual NC State fans were there, because there was a lot of empty seats. To tell you that. All right. Well, so I guess uh, we'll, you know, go go to the Facebook page. Give us a like if you're not on the Facebook page already. Go to facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation podcast. Give us a like. Uh, we will either be back um, a win Saturday. We'll be back or a loss against UVA. We'll come back no matter what after the game on Wednesday. Um, for Joe, I'm Sean. Till next time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. 
match with Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.